Let's uh, yep. get rolling here. Okay, coming down. All right. In... I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, coming down in three, two, one. Everybody, welcome back to the Greg Vidard Patriots podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLS Media, where new customers can get bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, if you bet 5 bucks, you get 100 bucks off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. We are pleased to bring in one of my buddies, a friend of years, tears, and, and many beers at many uh, league functions, Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Jeff, how are we doing today, bud? What's up, Greg? How you doing? Good. Um, interesting team you're covering. Um, a lot more interesting than the Patriots have been uh, of late, which makes for an interesting week one matchup between the two teams. Before we get started, a little sort of newsy item that I wanted to get your take on. Uh, the Patriots signed Jalen Ragor, who was, I think, a first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles a few years ago, uh, to the practice squad. I don't know much about him. Um, from what I've seen, it's been a forgettable uh, sort of NFL career to this point. But, you know, what are the Patriots getting? What's the upside? What's the downside of this guy? Why didn't he work out in Philly? Yeah, so, I mean, that was a pick that was very very much panned here in Philadelphia as soon as it happened because Justin Jefferson was the guy who was picked next. And, you know, we all know how that turned out. And he was kind of like a guy that seemed obvious. And Rager was more of a projection because he had some speed in college. And they all talked about how, you know, while he didn't run a great 40, he had game speed, as they, you know, you've heard that term before. And it really didn't translate here. And he really struggled. I think there's a lot with him beyond just the fact that the speed didn't translate. It was just like getting to know um, the system and having good hands and running the right types of routes. So, and then I think, you know, obviously the pressure being a first rounder in Philadelphia and you don't, you don't really thrive right away can get to some guys. That being said, he got another opportunity to go to Minnesota where he doesn't have that type of pressure and really couldn't get on the field. And they brought him in the return punts and that was even something he didn't do well in Philadelphia. So I, you know, there's, there's obvious talent there, raw talent um, because of the speed, but I think they're probably just taking a flyer here, or maybe they think that, I don't know, he, I mean, he was in the Philly system, the, the Nick Sirianni system for a bit. Maybe they think he can, you know, you've seen this before, right? You're bringing guys on the practice squad that know a particular system. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't think yeah. he's – I mean, he's going to be out of the league soon. He's just – I don't think he really has it. But Yeah, I, I think it's just a a look. This guy's got traits. Let's bring him in sort of as a, a tryout, and, you know, he could be gone in a week. I don't I don't have very high hopes um, for him. So, you know, back to the birds. Um, last time we saw them, they were going 14-3, and three, dominating the NFC playoffs, um, thanks to, you know, 49ers quarterback injuries. But – uh, losing by a field goal to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Sort of, you know, catch us up. You know, what's what's different about this version of the Eagles, if anything? I think primarily on the defensive side is where you're going to see most of the differences because they they, lo they lost a number of guys to free agency. They were able to keep some guys, but they lost uh, their starting middle linebacker and TJ Edwards to the Bears. They lost their, both their safeties, CJ Gardner-Johnson. They were willing to take bring back, but he – 
whatever. There was a lot of going on there behind the scenes, but uh, he ended up walking and going to Detroit. Uh, Marcus Epps, kind of like an under, not a really a great safety, but he left and they lost. Uh, Javon Hargrave was the main guy they lost up front. So that's kind of the middle of your defense there. Uh, pretty significant. But they have Nicobe Dean uh, that they drafted in the third round a year ago and they've groomed him and he's going to step in and be the Mike. They have Reed Blankenship. He was an undrafted rookie last year, but he got like five starts under his belt and they really like what they see out of him. And they still have both starting outside cornerbacks, Darius Slay and James Bryberry. They still have Fletcher Cox in the middle. They have Hassan Reddick, who was one of the best edge rushers last year. Josh Sweat, who was very good. You have Brandon Graham behind them. And you have a bunch of young guys. And two of the, their first round picks the last two years are defensive tackles, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. And both those guys are gonna they're gonna play. So you have like young talent uh up the middle. Um, but there's some question marks about, you know, we haven't seen these guys perform much, so we don't really know. And then there's probably the most significant addition, which is Sean Desai, uh, the new defensive coordinator who stepped in for Jonathan Gannon. And he has one year as a coordinator in Chicago, but that's really it. Um, so there's a lot of questions about what that scheme will look like. Um, offensively, like, well, I mean, here let's let's stay on the 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 team as a whole so you know the track record of super bowl losers is not good especially early the next season the whole super bowl hangover thing you know are the are the eagles aware of this do you think they handle it you know all that stuff they're aware about of it because i guess nick's been asked about it a million times and I think he's kind of done the math and looked at the history of it and kind of looks at the particulars of each team and what played a part in it. He, he's kind of, he won't give all the results of what they found out, but he said the injury has been a huge factor in a lot of those teams not being able to get back. And for whatever the reason, maybe, you know, the length of the season and, and guys getting banged up and maybe the short off season played a role in all those injuries. The Eagles were one of the most, was one of the healthiest teams last year. And they haven't really had many issues here in the in the uh, preseason either. So now we all know what can happen once the season starts. I mean, you know, all bets are off, and uh, you know, there's bad luck, and guys can get hurt. But they've done a very good job over these last several years of keeping guys healthy, uh, the soft tissue injuries down. So they feel like maybe they have kind of an infrastructure here in place medically and in terms of their sports science department that they can kind of keep those injuries down, and that won't affect them. But yeah, I mean, real quick and offensively, I mean, a few small changes. Isaac Samalo, the starting right guard, he moved on via free agency, and they're taking Cam Jurgens, who they draft in the second round, to be Jason Kelsey's eventual replacement at center. They've groomed him now to be the right guard for, I guess, a year or whenever Kelsey retires. And then the running back, Miles Sanders, who was basically their workhorse last year, or at least their number one guy. He left via free agency as well. So they brought DeAndre Swift in. They brought Rashad Penny in. And they have Kenny Gainwell that they're bringing back. They'll be the three primary primary running backs. Um, but other than that, that's, you know, they're pretty much four of the other five guys, the offensive line, were on the team last year. Both outside receivers, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard at a tight end. And, of course, Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. How, how are the expectations? in Philly. I mean, are they sky high for this team? Yeah. 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 You know, obviously people in this town are always kind of like cautious. Um, 
just because they've been snake bitten so many, many years before. Um, but, you know, I don't care about that, right? You don't care about that. Let's look, let's look at what's really there on the roster. And they have the, how he was Roseman, the GM was able to do a very good job of like kind of minimizing the losses in, in free agency. They, they let guys go, but they were able to retain some of their guys. And, you know, they've really kind of invested a lot in the draft over the first year, last few years, knowing that they're going to have to replenish with like their four core guys are Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, and Lane Johnson. And those guys are all like 33, 34, 35, 36. So they've kind of began, they've begun the process of getting ready for when those guys go. So you have, again, the last few years, Landon Dickerson was drafted in the second round. Devontae Smith was drafted in the first round. Both those guys produced right away. Um, the next next year's draft, Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and Nicobe Din didn't really play last year at all, all three of them. But you have those guys kind of in store. And then, of course, people are out of their minds about Jalen Carter, and you have Nolan Smith. So I think people like the balance of like the old and the young here. So they feel like there's, there's certainly an, an influx of talent there. Nick uh, Sirianni, they obviously got all the way to the Super Bowl, got very close to winning it. And I think people were happy that Jonathan Gannon left um, here in Philadelphia. They felt like it was the talent more than it was a scheme and that, you know, the Super Bowl pretty much showed ultimately that he wasn't really a kind of a, a big game coordinator. Uh, we will talk more about the birds in just a second, but let's take a break to hear from our fans from FanDuel. Okay, Jeff. So um, there's been a lot of talk in New England about sort of their easy summer, their easy training camp. They they did go to um, Green Bay for joint practices. Um, you know, they're pretty good. They're fully padded. Um, they didn't do any one-on-ones. The Patriots haven't done one-on-ones in practice since August 8th. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. They canceled the, the, the two-a-days with the Titans after the Isaiah Bolden injury and for a bunch of reasons, including – from what we understand, Mac Jones was already hurt um, behind that makeshift line in in the Green Bay preseason game, um, taking two blindside hits. Uh, I also heard that you know the Eagles. I don't. They didn't play many people in the preseason, did they? Like how how do you feel? How was their summer training camp? Like you know, getting. The, uh, do you think these guys are ready to play week one? Yeah. So what they've done increasingly here in Philadelphia. And Nick Sirianni, I think it's more like Howie and the sports science staff, but Nick has gone along with it is like really dial back on the number of practices. They only practice six times in the spring formally. Um, I mean, it's crazy here. Like, I mean, like the first week or so was like every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like walkthroughs some of those days, but like we're not allowed to be there and like walkthroughs aren't really practice practices. Um I thought Nick was kind of pushed, trying to push the, the envelope sometimes, but like, I mean, there was like hour, hour and a half. I mean, I think there was like one hour and 40 minute practice. Um, it's, it's crazy. And people were like, you know, when we were reporting this, especially last year, people were like all up in arms. They're not going to be ready, blah, blah, blah. They're not tackling. Um, they did play the starters in the first preseason game, but then basically didn't after that because they had joint practices with the Browns and the Dolphins, one of which was canceled the Dolphins because they had like a, food poisoning incident um when we were down there in miami but it didn't matter they like came out like gambox gambusters and won their first eight games so you tell me 
my dogs bark in there. You tell me like whether that's an issue or not. So they're pretty much going with that under that same premise this year. And they haven't, um, they haven't had any of the starters, none play in the preseason. They had two joint practices with the Browns and one joint practice with the Colts. And again, these practices are not long. Um, you know, they're not very, uh, intense in terms of the contact and hitting i mean maybe thud you know um and then in terms of um when he goes to practice with themselves they they've had one-on-ones and, and i, I think i could see nick trying to maybe push it a little more with this team at certain points um because maybe he is concerned he doesn't want anybody kind of um taking it for granted especially the new guys but you know based off of last year i gotta say they're ready because um, they did well against the Browns, especially the second practice. They really kind of outperformed them. And the Colts, as you'd expect, I mean, it was just a completely uneven affair. So, um, you know, you know, they did start, what, 8-0 last year, I think it was. Yeah. Now, you know, the Lions game, I mean, at least the score, you know, was close. It was high scoring. Um, do you remember, remember anything about that game? I mean, did you think they came out yeah. all right? So uh, one was that um, they the line splits the crap out of Hertz, and the O line was not ready for it because uh, they had they had they had no idea that um, schematically what they were doing. Because uh, yeah, they, they have a new defensive coordinator. They had a new offensive coordinator, the um, the Lions, and he's really good. And yeah, Aaron, Aaron um, I'm Glenn. talking. I'm, I'm, yeah, Aaron, so Aaron Glenn was defensively. Yeah, yeah. and. He, them a lot. The offensive line wasn't prepared for some of the exotic blitzes that they threw at him. Jalen Hurts, to his credit, was able to kind of make something happen with his legs. And everyone's like, oh, how long can they sustain this? And it ends up being, you know, obviously it, they got better at that and picking up the blitz. And Jalen got better at seeing the blitz. But they also threw the ball a bunch of times to A.J. Brown. He had like almost like 200 yards receiving. Just, I mean, just throw it up to A.J. sometimes. Um, so that was what I remember offensively. Defensively, um, so, it, so there was concern um offensively about um just about the blitz pickup defensively they they allowed uh, i think deandre swift who they end up picking up had had his best game rushing and so people were very concerned about about gannon's scheme and um and i think the issues then were you know like so they they play like uh you know they they play the vic fangio scheme mm-hmm. and so it's basically you know three-man front on rundowns and um you know they'll go they'll go to four on obvious pass and you know jordan davis was was the new nose tackle that they drafted you know first overall moved up for him and they weren't really using him a lot uh and then the other guys they had in that spot just aren't like nose nose guards so you saw them attacking that um the, the lions on the ground um and it just seemed like gannon couldn't couldn't adjust to it and they so they just scored. I mean, it's probably the worst defensive performance they had until the Super Bowl. In fact, uh, he got things tightened up after that, and I think people realized that the lines were better than than many were expecting, and that the offensive coordinator was a really talented guy. Um, and they will throw a few times on them too, as well. So that was that was what I remember about that game. Yeah. Um, so you know the offense. I mean, largely the whole cast of characters is back outside of, you know, I think you said, you know, right guard. 
um, you know, from from your vantage point, from watching practices and stuff like that, like, do you, do you have any concerns about this offense? I mean, do you, is there anything that you think the Patriots are, are looking at and say, like, you know, we can do, because they basically have their, they're going to have to win on defense. I mean, they basically have everybody back. Um, a few, you know, youngsters should be out there, including um, the first round pick, uh, Christian Gonzalez at cornerback, which, if he gets AJ Brown, it should be an interesting matchup. I mean, the kid's talented, but you know, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different challenge. But anything that, if you had a, do you, do you have any worries about their offense heading into the season? Well, I, I mean, obviously, it was one of the best offenses last year, and AJ had like an MVP caliber season. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like every year to year, you have to be unsure about how it's going to look, and you know whether they're going to be able to stay ahead of what defensive coordinators are going to do to take away what they were effective with last year. Right. Um, so s- schematically, yeah, I want to see if they're, if they're not too reliant on what worked for, worked for them in the past. I remember like 2018 after the US won the Super Bowl, Doug Peterson, he was not, he didn't, he wasn't ahead after that. They were very good at kind of, you know, having different plays out of different formations. They were very conscious of that. And so, and, and I think they just kind of lost sight of that in 18 and 19. They had other issues going on as well, but like, so I, and I think I have to ask Nick about this and he said, yeah, we're really trying to stay ahead of the curve here. Um, you know, to me, the issues a little bit with Jalen are like, okay, here's this guy you just signed this huge contract extension. Um, do you need to dial back a little in terms of the plus one uh, quarterback run game? Um, because that is huge for them, not only in the run, but also in the, the run pass run option game. Um, so how much of that you want to do, but you also don't want to get him injured. Um, and that really frees things up for the other running back. So it'll be interesting to see how much of that they do or don't do. Um, and then, um, sorry, I'm going to turn off my mic here, but um, my, my blimper here. Um, so that's a concern. And then, um, but they have like, obviously skill all over the place. I mean, um, but right guard, Cam Jorgens has never played a game, a real live game at right guard. So you know Bill is going to be like going right at him, right? Um, and quite frankly, like I thought he's a little up and down in, in camp and then a couple of the joint practices, especially against the Colts um, at, in that practice there. He was one of the few weak spots, I thought. And I, I think Cam's going to be really good. I like what I saw him even last year as a center, and I think maybe he'll be fine. He's on a little on the smaller side for that position. So I'd be concerned about that. Um, and then, of course, there's like the big picture question is like, OK, you know, is Jalen going to be able to maintain that level? You know, is he going to be able to kind of um, still develop, but also be able to handle what how they're going to attack him sort of thing? Um, you know, at this, and I've always been saying this because I've been talk, talking to people is like, I don't ever count Jalen out. I mean, I, I really you probably watched enough of it to know that like what he went through in terms of passing went from in terms of one year, one to year two to year three, it's just like mind boggling. Um, But he still hasn't like been asked to like win games exclusively with his arms. Teams haven't really found a way to make it say, okay, Jalen, Jalen, it's gotta be your arm and that's it. And also like win it late. So I'm always, he hasn't really kind of had the two minute win it with my arm situation yet. So maybe if the Patriots get, get them into that situation, maybe it's something that could, could play to their advantage yeah i'll be interested to see what they do i mean you know knowing bill um 
and I've already seen it during the course of the summer. They've, I've, I've said this a million times. You can't ask for a better week to face the Eagles than week one. I mean, you know, not yeah. only coming off training camp, but like that offense, like say they played them in week 10. It's a, it's so different and, and there's so much going on in terms of like the six back offense, you know, like you said, the plus one that it's hard to prepare for in the normal, uh, normal uh, game week, but they've had all summer and I've seen them, you know, doing scout team. They've had Malik Cunningham, you know, out there in the quarterback role. Like he gives them a decent look like, you know, they've had all summer to get ready for this and, you know, they better be ready for it. I, I think that the Patriots can't ask for a better opportunity, at least defensively to do what they need to do to win the game against the Eagles and, and give them wrinkles. And I think Bill, Bill's going to be dead set on, look, you know, we are going to make Jalen beat us from the pocket. That's how we're going to win this game. And, you know, even, you know, just for you, Jeff, and sort of your preparation, go and look at the Green Bay preseason game and how they rushed the passers. They did, even in that game, they did their mush rush. Nobody goes by the quarterback. You know, if they bring five-man pressure, it's a five-man wall. Don't give them, like, they were even practicing back then, you could tell, to get ready for the Eagles. So, you know, they they will definitely um, do that. Let's talk a little bit more about the defense in a second, uh, but let me tell you about our friends from AG1. Okay, Jeff, so Sean decides the new DC. Um, I don't know much about him outside. I see that um, he's one of these like lifers who never like sleeps and never stops churning the film and, and looking for edges to win. Yep. Um, what what are your impressions of him and, and watching him this off season? And do you think he's ready for you know the challenge of you know Bill O'Brien's an experienced guy who's who's going to have some wrinkles and, and some stuff ready for him? Yeah. Um... That's a great question. And, you know, I was even going to say to you in terms of when we're talking about the offense, it's like, I, yeah, I know this offensive scheme. I know a lot about it at this point, two years of Nick running it. Um, obviously, there's going to be changes in the offseason, but they're very cognizant of us. And obviously, in the joint practices and obviously in the preseason, people having film of what they show. Um, so I don't know what it's going to I don't know. I don't know what the wrinkles they're, they're going to have. I, I do think that like the mush rush. Um, you know, obviously look kind of like against the, against the zone read having, uh, you know, the unblocked, someone behind the unblocked defender, um, to kind of cover him in terms of, uh, you know, the read element of that for the quarterback has been one way to kind of curtail Jalen. I mean, the Todd Bowles in that playoff game and the Buccaneers, the perfect way to stop Jalen and Jalen as a thrower just couldn't match it last year team tried to do that and he was able to match it which brings us to the defense and the reason I bring it up is because like it's really hard to tell what Deshaun Desai is going to do I mean they has it, basically what they show us is what you see in very much vanilla type of scheme um, you know, and that's what whatever Gannon had showed us previously in practices. Again, he's part, he Fangio is he's really more Fangio's acolyte than Gannon was. Gannon kind of learned it from someone else. Um, Desai worked with Fangio in Chicago, um, and he kind of nurtured him and brought him up. So he's really a Fangio guy. And in fact, you know, Pete Carroll brought him to Seattle because he wanted to kind of change that scheme his scheme can you believe that um that great 
cover three, four, three under scheme that he had so much success with. He, he wanted to bring, he brought in decide to kind of like to kind of crib some of that, those ideas, you know, how it's been, you know, how it is in the NFL, like the new fad was the Fangio um, scheme. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so, you know, so I, I expect to see a lot of the same. There's going to be a lot of zone covers, going to be a lot of too, too high safety looks, you know, at least pre-snap. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of that in, in general. Like they're, they don't want to give up the explosive play um, Fangio. And I, I think Sean Desai falls on it. I think he'll end up falling into that carry category as well. So, you know, um, you know, good quarterbacks have to be accurate. They have to, you know, uh, take advantage of, of missed tackles, that type, that type of stuff. Um, I think he's going to be a little more exotic in his rushes. Gannon kind of got a little static in terms of um, now, that being said, they got like 70 plus sacks last year, but I think that was a combination of factors. But I think Sean's probably gonna be more, more willing to, I don't think he's going to blitz a lot, but I think he's definitely going to be like, hey, we're going to have, you know, show show double A gap and, and you know, or like show overload and then maybe just drop whoever and still send four, but give the impression that you're sending more than, you know, I think you'll see a lot more of that with Desai than you, than you saw with Gannon. Um, but that being said, I don't, I don't know. It's really been hard to tell um what it's going to look like when it really comes game time and certainly that that plays into this conversation they don't want anything getting out there and they certainly don't want bill belichick um and bill o'brien having any idea but look those guys are smart they know what they know what the fangio scheme is and and, and, and it's basically in its basic elements and it's interesting that they face sean desai and then the godfather vic fangio in week two so this is this schedule actually works out um they can do anything offensively uh are, are there are there any like are there any personnel concerns on defense that you think like I, I look for the Patriots to sort of test them here to see if they can make a few plays yeah I mean it's got to be the middle it's got to be the linebackers and the safeties I mean mm-hmm. um, um Kobe Dean while he's got the college pedigree he's like on the smaller side what I've seen out of him he did play a little bit in the one preseason game and he was hurt before that, so he missed the first game. They had him play in the second game. He kind of like his technique on certain things didn't look great to me. But then he made a splash play and got like a forced fumble at the one yard line or something like that. Um, but he's a rookie, smart kid. But he's a rookie, right? And he's gonna be your mic out there. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to call the play and he's gonna have to set the front. I mean, that's a lot, right? And I think that's a lot for this. They ask a lot of their linebackers in the scheme. Typically, the Fangio scheme asks a lot of those those inside linebackers. So, and then the other inside linebacker is going to be probably Zach Cunningham, and they brought him in just at the beginning of camp because they they just never invest in that position. Which I understand if you're going to go weak, you, you go at that position. Um, and then safety, the same thing. Never really invested that position. Reed Blankenship, I, I like the kid, but you know. Five starts last year, fine. Um, and then the other safety spot, we that's the one we don't really know who's going to start there yet. Now, I think they're going to have probably some sort of rotation maybe, um, you know, based upon matchups. And those guys, the other guys up for it are Terrell Edmonds, um, Justin Evans, who are two veterans, and then they have a rookie, Sidney Brown, who they really like, but he's a rookie. I didn't really throw the rookie out there in this situation. Um so I think that's where they're. I mean, that's that's where they're going to go go at misdirection. Maybe, you know, get their eyes. I don't know. You probably know much better than I do what Bill will do, but yeah, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think they're going to do well. 
you know, this goes into sort of, you know, our general thoughts about the game. Like, I doubt that you've made a game pick. I haven't made a game pick yet. Like, I'm just starting to get into the Eagles. But, you know, from my vantage point, um, you know, if if the Patriots defensively, after they basically return everybody, and they've had all summer to get ready for this, if they don't keep the Eagles somewhat in the mid-20s and give themselves a chance to win, like if the Eagles come out and they score on like their first three or four possessions in the first half and it's over at halftime, like look out below up here. I mean, their their only hope is that the defense is elite because, you know, I look at it and, and you know, I'm sure they're, they've just been so beat up on the offensive line and I don't even know how good they are. I mean, Trent Brown is the left tackle starter. He's inconsistent, but he looks pretty good this year. Cole Strange, who's probably going to start at left guard if he's ready, hasn't played all summer. He's been hurt. David Andrews is really good at center. Right guard, Michael Wenu. Uh, a Strange and a Wenu just started practicing like in the last week. A Wenu's a good player, but I don't know where he is physically. If they have to go backups there, including a rookie, like good luck. And then right tackle is just a complete crap show, like to the point where they had to go and trade for two guys on August 27th um, who have barely played in the league and their other alternative is a rookie who's just been overmatched at right tackle. Like you could get away with that against a lot of teams. I mean, the Eagles are like the, the purple people eaters. Like they're just like, it's waves of people and large humans. And they're, I just don't know how the Patriots are going to block these guys. I assume they're just, I think they're looking to survive this game and they're just going to, there's going to be a lot of quick games, a lot of draws, try to run the ball a little bit, take shot plays once in a while, but they are going to try to get the ball out of max hands as soon as possible. So he doesn't get killed because that's what happened in the opener last year in Miami when they got blindsided. He, he, he got, he got knocked out for multiple games in the third game against the Ravens. Like, you know, right now where the line is, that's where they're headed for. So, you know, I, like, you know, look, do I like getting the Eagles early, um, you know, for the Patriots defense? Yeah, but I don't, I don't I think the Patriots offense is in survival mode. I have a tough time seeing them winning this game or covering or anything like that. Do you would you be surprised if the Eagles lost this game or how surprised would you be? Yeah, I mean, like, it's nice to hear, like, uh, you know, a point of view of someone who covers a team from there in terms of like, you know, like we tend to be like down on the teams that we cover sort of thing. I mean, I'm not down on this team. They're they're probably the, they're the class of the NFC, which is not saying much because the, the NFC sucks this year. But like, yeah. they're still good, and they took they took the Chiefs all the way uh, to the end of the Super Bowl, and they they're returning a lot of guys. Like offense offensively, I mean, they're stacked. And you know, I guess if you're the Patriots, you think okay, our best versus their best, um, maybe can help us keep it down, keep keep the scoring down. And their worst versus our worst, you know, maybe maybe it cancels it out, and somehow they kind of on the road. They have some struggles. It's early for them. They had they have whatever, uh, you know, miscommunication. Sean Desai maybe you know isn't quite ready for the job and calling plays in the situation, and so and things kind of snowball from there. It's possible, you know, in the NFL, it's anything's possible. Possible. I don't know. Is the, has the line been out yet? I mean, I wonder. It's got to be. It's not going to be the road contest, a touchdown, maybe six. I think, seven. Oh, I think it's less than that. I, I will, I will check in a second, but you know, I do think that um, while I'm looking for that, I do think that, you know, the formula for the Patriots is going to have to be like old school, like NFL, like it's 
they're going to have to play really good defense, keep teams in the 20s. They're, they, have, they have invested a lot in special teams. I know the Eagles don't even care about special teams, but they, they've invested a lot in that, and they were bad on special teams last year. But they're starting two rookie kickers, in this, a kicker and a punter in this game. The punter will be fine, but the, the rookie kicker, I mean, you know, we'll see. But they, they, need, they need to make some turnovers, change a field uh, on special teams. Like, that's their formula. I mean, they could do it. It's The line is only three and a half, Philly by three and a half in this game. So that's, uh, that's a bit odd. But, I mean, again, no one knows. Maybe Belichick, Belichick gets the, you know, benefit of that a little bit too much here. Um, you know, he's earned, obviously, the right. They're, they're fearful in here in Philadelphia just because it's like Bill and it's on the road and it's the Patriots. But like, this isn't the Patriots of Tom Brady. So, you know, um, not even remotely close. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know that. I, I don't know what that line is. Vegas typically knows something that we don't know, I guess. But, um, you know, again, like you said, this is probably the best time to get the Eagles in the first game of the season. Um, you know, this is kind of the Eagles first month is, or even two months aren't like devastating. They have a run, though, in November and December that's on paper looks really tough. They got the Bills, Chiefs, um, Dallas. Uh, they got a really tough run of teams there late in the season. Um, but, um, you know, it's tough for me. I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to pick the Eagles. I just, but I haven't really, I mean, like, yeah, first, I've really kind of thought about the Patriots is now talking to you. Um, and I don't, I don't even know what do they have a receiver. It's uh, it's going to be Devonte Parker, Juju Smith Schuster, um, Kendrick Bourne will be the third guy. They do oh. this exciting rookie, Demario Douglas, um, six rounder, who I'm sure they will use a bit. And then they got the double tight ends, Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. So you'll see a lot of twelve personnel probably. Um, yeah. But that's what they're they're going to try to run with Rondre Stevenson. Ezekiel Elliott um, will you know relieve him probably. With the, the rush being a factor, I could see Zeke being the third down back in this game because he does know the Eagles a little bit, and he's good at pass pro. But, I mean, you know, the Patriots, everybody's worried here about, like, you know, they start with the Eagles, the Dolphins, they're at the Jets and at the Cowboys the first four games. And uh, So if they go 12 games. personnel, so they go 12 personnel, you know, then they'll keep the Eagles' bigger defense on there. Um which I guess, like, yeah, like, do they want to keep their their three three four front uh, on their more, um, and then attack the line? I mean, attack the linebackers. Um, I guess makes sense to me. Um, could I, that's yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I could see them really going a lot, a lot of heavy twelve. Um, the Eagles. I, I don't know exactly what the personnel packages are going to look like if they go. Um, I mean, nickel is is Avante Maddox is a slot. Um, but I'm sure the big nickel, you know, they've done st- certain things with with uh, the safeties. I, I don't know who that's going to be. And they do have a, di- you know, they do have kind of various dimes. I mean, you mentioned Juju. It's funny. I don't know if you know this story. Like Juju, um, re- like when social media and like after like James Barberry had that holding call in the Super Bowl, like really took shots at him and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see how that that plays out. Um, so that's kind of like a little bit of a subplot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you mentioned some of those names on, on, on offense, it seems like kind of like a lot of, I wouldn't say has-beens, but yeah. I mean, you know, 
they're not scaring anybody. Plus, even if they roll out 12 personnel, it's not like you're intimidating to be like, oh, well, we need to match with our base personnel. Because, all right, Hunter Henry is an okay blocker. And Mike Kosecki's not a blocker at all. So if they're out there in 12, you're just like, whatever. you can put a cornerback on Mike Kosecki and he probably won't block them. So um, I'm sure there, there's a lot of discussion hey, about that going on. Don't disparage my Penn State boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, I'll let you go. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. I don't want to keep you. Uh, thanks so much, buddy. Make sure you guys check out, you know, the week of the game. There's nobody better on the Eagles than Jeff. He's been covering the team for years and, and giving me intel over at the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. He also has the podcast Uncovering the Birds, uh, which I'm sure will be all over this game. And who knows? Maybe I'll make an appearance one of these times if he do, deems me worthy. Um, but uh, – Jeff, appreciate your time, buddy. Uh, can't wait to see you this weekend. If you get into town early, give me a call. Uh, we'll grab dinner and uh, catch right. up. All right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it.